we will not be held responsible for any hearing impairments or damage caused to you from excessive exposure to this sound. He is mad. He is crazy. Some say he never had any marbles at birth. Or maybe he's onto something. It's the Queery Cast with Larry Queery Rye. It's not fearless. Just real talk. And now, here's your host. Hi, hi, hello, and hey, hey, and welcome to this week's episode of The Critic Cast. The name is Larry, and it's such an absolute pleasure to be here for yet another episode of The Critic Cast. It's episode 185, and it's brought to you by three men on a boat publishing, Curissa Media up in the mix. Uh, I'm going to be t- t- talking a little bit later about the big stories. I normally start with the big stories of the week, so I'm going to talk about that a little bit later. And I'm going to have 10 rules, gents, if you're out there and you're dating a younger girl, 10 rules that you must keep in mind when you're, if you want to date a girl that's younger than you. I'm not talking about just randomly like one or two years, but I'm talking about significantly younger than you. But the big story this week that I wanted to start with, of course, it's the, the sad and untimely passing away of uh, the opposition leader and former prime minister of Zimbabwe, Morgan Changirai. Morgan Changirai passed away in South Africa, uh, losing his battle to colon cancer. Uh, he was receiving treatment in South Africa and he passed away on Wednesday. This was confirmed by uh, engineer uh, Elias, Mujuri, um, Elias Muzuri, rather, who is a, uh, one of the deputy presidents of that political party. Mr. Changirai, for me, was instrumental in creating a strong uh, opposition politics. The, uh, you know, the expansion of what are called the democratic spaces in this country because if we had maintained a situation where ZANU-PF always got its way and so forth and no real opposition existed, who knows where we'd be by them now. And one of the things that I, I personally credit him with is uh, forcing ZANU-PF to the negotiating table in 2008 after the, uh, those elections that took place at that time, where he beat, after he beat uh, then-President Robert Mugabe in an election, and then forcing them to uh, to the table and, uh, you know, bring out a deal. Because, you know, in reality, he could have been one of those people that decided, you know, I'm just going to keep fighting from whatever angle, I'm not going to bother, and, you know, I'm just going to make this country ungovernable and whatever the case may be. But he decided, I can remember, I remember him saying at the time, at that time, that what he was doing was putting the people of Zimbabwe first and giving the chance for the country to heal, you know, and that sort of thing. And he, look, having won the initial election and the second election being, uh, you know, a bit controversial, not a bit controversial, but rightly controversial, what he did was something that, uh, that was a good thing. And also making a condition, uh, having agreed that there should be a new constitution for Zimbabwe. I think we've got a stronger constitution. Is it the best constitution we could have gotten? Some people argue not, but uh, I think that uh, having de- delivered a constitution in our own a lifetime and a post, uh, what you call it, um, independence constitution that would deliver to the people of Zimbabwe, that, that was written by the people of Zimbabwe, that is a success that uh, Mr. Changirai had. He served, of course, as prime minister between 2009 and 2013, where he lost 
an election to uh, to ZANU PF, and then he went underground, didn't uh, engage much in terms of uh, the poly active politi politics, and for that matter. But uh, I mean, he, you know, he, I I I think it, it now some people might be having discussions over who should take over from MDCT and that sort of thing. But I don't think this is the time. I don't think this is the time. I think this is the time that we get to celebrate somebody who, who is a hero in as far as Zimbabwe is concerned. Because whatever your your political dispens, um, persuasion is, whatever the case may be, you cannot argue his contribution towards the, as I say, the expansion of democratic spaces in this country and the allowing for different voices or for pushing, if not allowing, but pushing for different voices to exist in political discourse within Zimbabwe. He lost his first wife, Susan, uh, sadly, uh, what, what, and, uh, you know, in, a, in a car accident. And uh, that was a sad period. And that was at the time that he was serving as prime minister. He uh, briefly married, uh, 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 what's the name? Karibatsenga. Uh, what name? Lokadia Karibatsenga. Yes, he married him for briefly, but that he ended that marriage saying that, you know, it had state agents involved and so forth. But went on to marry, went on to marry Elizabeth, who was his wife at the time of his death. Um, yeah, it is sad. And I say, go well, Save. Uh, there have been loads of con condolences all over social media from people across the political divide. And it is sad. And uh, go well, Save. Uh, you fought a good fight. Cancer is a terrible thing. It's an absolutely terrible thing. And uh, go well. And history will always record you as being one of the giants of Zimbabwean politics, whatever the case may be. You, did, you played your part. You made your mark. Rest in peace. You can listen to the Quiricast for free on iTunes or Iono FM. And don't forget to subscribe to the Quiricast with Larry Quirirai. It's not fearless, just real talk. Here, much love and thanks to Bonnie Chimanikere, who does that background for me, uh, does all those voices and so forth for me. Thank you so much. If you want to get in touch with me uh, over that, I'll give you the details at the end that you can use her services. She's incredible and that sort of thing. But now to tell you about the stories that made the news this week, the smashing story that came from South Africa, of course, is Jacob Zuma has resigned as the president of South Africa. Uh, he must have been watching football, right? Because, you know, during the uh, he decided to give his speech during the halftime between Real Madrid and, and, and PSG. Uh, by the way, Real Madrid beat uh, PSG legacy clubs. It's got to be that sort of thing, doesn't, isn't it? I mean, it can't be anything else. It's, it has to be just about legacies. Anyway, back to that. Jacob Zuma has vacated his position from uh, uh, as a president of South Africa. Acting president as at the time of me uh, doing this is, uh, uh, what's his name? Cyril Ramaphosa? who is the president of ANC. I think ANC is out of whack with this whole power thing because uh, there's the whole two senses of power situation that's get created invariably that when a new president comes in and gets elected with ANC, that's a full two years before an election takes place, like a general election takes place in, in, in most instances. And what happens is that you're going to end, always end up with a situation where the sitting president will always be a lame duck at some point because they just won't... 
They just won't be able to do anything. Two centers of power. Would you listen to the ANC president or the state president? What happens when they're out of sync and that sort of thing? I don't know. So anyway, he's vacated his position. It was a bit sad for many people on Twitter. It wasn't received with the same apparent amount of joy that uh, that happened when uh, Robert Mugabe re resigned from his position as head of state of, Zim of Zimbabwe. So we don't know. We'll see what's happening. It's still fresh wound. We don't know what happened. Uh, another piece of news that happened, the High Court of Zimbabwe said that it, uh, the O-level paper 2 should not be rewritten again. That is flying in the face of uh, the, the Minister of Primary and Secondary ed Education, uh, Professor Paul Mavima, who came out and said that it had to be rewritten because of issues around um, widespread cheating and so forth. The court also said Judge Lois Matanda Moya was very scared, critical. She came out and pretty much said that heads should roll at Zimsek. And, and in my opinion, if this stuff is always happening, it's like essentially dating the same girl over and over again. And, and, and she keeps cheating on you. And she, she's now got a child by somebody else and gave you crabs and keeps doing the same thing. You keep going back to the same person and they're not trying to do anything different. If anything, the problem is getting worse. So something has to be done. And he, the, the minister has said that there will be remedial action that will take place. Some serious actions can be take place to uh, uh, you know, protect the examination system. I hope that something happens this year, uh, at least. Uh, Zimbabwe cricket, let's talk about that. Zimbabwe cricket is not doing great at the moment out in Sharjah. Losing matches, won the lost the first match by 154 runs, won the second match by 154 runs, then made then made 154 runs in the third match. <laughs> What's happening? It's so weird. And this was a couple of weeks. They ended up losing the third match by the way. It's a couple of weeks before the World Cup qualifier, and you're gonna have Afghanistan in your group, and they're busy treating you like a little. Take the little, you know, bitch, if you know it. I don't know. It's ah, Zimbabwe cricket. But nine countries will be visiting Zimbabwe next month, and they're going to be playing in a bunch of qualifiers. 34 matches being held in Zimbabwe at M3 cities, Kwekwe, Harare, and Ubalawa over, what, three weeks? Yeah, exactly 21 days, actually. And uh, the two t top two teams that meet in the final will qualify straight to the World Cup. And Zimbabwe is trying to make it so that they can qualify for the World Cup. They've never missed a World Cup, so hoping that this happens to them. And also, uh, finally, uh, Ja Preza has got new music. Congratulations to him. He's got a new um, song with uh, Ja Cure. The, the video is amazing. Just go check out the review on 3mob.com and also check out uh, the interview that we had with Oliver Mtukuzi on his uh, album, his new album coming out. In fact, I'm going to play a clip from it right now, but you can check the rest out on 3mob.com. Uh, when I write a song, I don't think of an album. Mm. I think of the song. Mm. And people say song is you. Mm. So, So, Then I compile in a sense you mean that I'm the album? Yeah, that's the voice of Oliver Mtukudzi. Uh, yes, and I uh, had an interview with him. I was talking about his new album, and I've had to check it out on 3mob.com. 
also talked about uh, the loss of Huma Sayela. Um, sad, yeah. So I asked him a few of those questions and so forth. So as I say, check it out on 3-mob.com. The interview came out on Thursday. Yeah, totally. So now, as I say, in the relationship segment, we're going to be talking about older dudes dating younger chicks. Okay, we're talking about significantly older. We're not talking about just like one or two years or even five years. We're talking about you uh, being in... A significant, significantly older and dating a millennial, essentially. Now, these are some of the rules. And, and apparently there's a, there's a study that says that the older dudes dating younger ladies tend, tend to live longer and have better health. So, you know, you might want to hook up with a hot young millennial girlfriend. After all, it's for your health, right? <laughs> Number one, treat her like a girlfriend not a casual fling, okay? Don't ghost on her, then text her after three weeks, what are you doing? Booty calls at 3 a.m., 2 a.m. in the morning, uh, you know, shit like that. Don't do that, you know. Don't, don't be that guy. Uh, secondly, I'm going to say, and this is important, don't make the relationship about, about sex, okay? Unless she's a nymphomaniac, you shouldn't make sex the more all-important thing in the relationship. You should be romantic and intellectually passionate uh, to keep the spark alive in the relationship also at your age okay uh just be she's she's aware of the age gap all right uh, don't start acting like you know like like you're a little rapper and you know you think maybe your your name should be a little uzi vets uh, reincarnation whatever the case may be no you're not that guy so just be yourself if you're 40 just act 40 she knows you're 40 uh, she wanted to date a 21-year-old. She should have looked for a 21-year-old. Uh, and leave your immaturity behind, okay? Don't act like, uh, a, you know, a kid with a grown-up body, okay? She, she, wants, she, she, she doesn't want to deal with immature, inexperienced naivety. So you, you want to be that guy who left that immaturity behind. Uh, let her live her own life, okay? So if there's certain things that she's not ready to do, don't, don't force it on her. Find someone who's there and leave, leave her alone, okay? Say you want to get married or you want to have children. She's not ready to do that. Don't stop pressuring her and, and things like that. She, she's, let her have her own dreams. And if there's certain things that you, you probably did when you were younger, don't try to start limiting her and start acting like she should be in the same, you know, age space as, your, as yourself and should want the same things in her life as yourself, as yourself unless she's just got a certain level, a level of maturity. Uh, honesty is the best policy. Always be honest, okay? From the beginning, so just say if there's things you don't like, don't say, say what you don't like. Uh, be, be honest uh, with yourself as, uh, uh, as to why you're attracted to her, for example, and, and make it known for that, uh, yeah. And also now, this one, this one's pretty important. Keep up with her. So, you know, if, if if you're not, if you don't like going out and getting drunk at the club or hitting some music festival, maybe you shouldn't date someone in their twenty somethings. Okay, don't be one of those people who acts like their grandpa. They, the millennials like going out and doing things. So you better really be ready to be out and about. It doesn't mean that you got to act like you're in your twenties when you do it. But be able to say, okay, look, she likes going out and she wants to be in the club until three in the morning. We're going to do this, okay? We're going to do it. She wants to do it with you. 
And then the other thing that I want to mention is that also for the next step, she's not necessarily looking for a sugar daddy. Uh, you know, a lot of independent women out there just want, want Ari just might be just attracted to you because you're older. She's not really looking for someone who's, who's, who's going to be financing her lifestyle and, and that sort of thing. And unless she pretty much says, much says that's what she wants. And when the time comes to meet her parents, be chilled about it, okay? The parents have probably have been told that, you know, you're older uh, and you get along and with, with, their, with their child and, and they, they, know, they know what's happening. Uh, but oh, acknowledge the elephant that, in the, that is in the room uh, at that time. And if you're about the same age as that, joke about a sports team that was popular when you were there. So joke about... You know, I don't know, what was happening in the 90s? <laughs> Euro 96, <laughs> the All-African Games, who knows? <laughs> Just don't be that guy with him doing jokes about the 1980 World Cup or 82 World Cup. I don't know. Would that, would that be too much? I don't know. Because that's, that's like 36 years ago. Yeah, that's a long time ago. But then finally, most importantly, prepare to be judged. People are going to judge you when they see you as a couple with significant age difference. They're going to stare and they'll assume that you're either her biological dad or her sugar daddy. And your job is to make sure that she feels comfortable. And you've got to show that uh, you have a healthy relationship. You've got to shield her from all those these things that, that will be happening around you and just make sure that she's... She feels comfortable and safe in the relationship. Yeah, so I hope uh, some of those tips help uh, if you're going to date a millennial for, and that sort of thing. Yeah, and with that I say thank you very much for joining me on this week's episode of the Criticast. I will be back with you on the same uh, epi- uh, on the same Criticast next week with episode 186. Uh, just to remind you uh, that you can get in touch with me on uh what you call it on uh email larry at three dash mob.com on twitter at kwirirai kwirirai has got a yi at the end and then also on facebook larry kwirirai just look for me on all your socials i'm on zfm stereo mondays to thursdays uh on most of the times between 7 30 and 8 30 except on wednesday on tuesdays when i'm on between 8 30 and 9 p.m and with that i say take care of yourself and the people that you love and I want to read a statement, uh, just give, keeping in mind that we've just lost Morgan Changirai, who's a sadly pastor. I'm going to read a quote from him. And it, 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 is, it is a touch, touching quote that he came, brought out uh, on the launch of his book. It says, from the day I was born, there has always existed a huge disconnect between the stories that uh, are often told by the elite and those I hear from ordinary people about our country. Although we live, we live in the places and witness the same events around us. And with that, I end this week's episode. It's been Larry. It's been the Criticast. Take care of yourself. You can listen to the Criticast for free on iTunes or IONO FM. And don't forget to subscribe to the Criticast with Larry Quirirai. It's not fearless, just real talk.